Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Beats. I am your host, Kelly Kennedy, and I am very fortunate to be able to share my tribe as I travel across the globe and meet incredible scientists and doctors and all sorts of practitioners and continue to expand that tribe to help engage and encourage and empower you to learn how your body really works. Because what we know from our heart to yours is that you have all the innate wisdom inside you to heal and that our job is now naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists available here at Not Meds Global. The Beats podcast is about helping you understand that you have that power inside and what you need to do to help engage it, to constantly upregulate your ecosystem. Thank you so much for being part of our community. If this resonates with you, please go ahead and share this episode. We are always open to your comments and your questions as always. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Beats. Welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy. And once again, I have an incredible tribe member who is a new friend and amazing colleague, Dr. Donna Ruiz. And she's a medical doctor, pediatrician um, out in California. And yes, you heard me right all, a pediatrician that understands bioregulatory medicine. You know, I've been in this industry for 20 years looking for somebody as wise and brilliant as Donna Ruiz. And we are so pleasantly happy to have her on our uh, podcast today, explaining a little bit about the type of client she sees, because she's not just the well check visit um, doctor, she actually gets some of the sickest of the sickest. And I met Dr. Ruiz through Dr. Christine Schaffner at our pro immersion that we had in August, I think it was, um, which was a very intimate group of uh, practitioners that were really diving deep. And I liked her energy the first time I met her. She had crystals on. We got to talk about crystals. We got to talk, talk about energy. We got to talk about so many things. And she and I did a light IV together. We got uh, fiber optics up our veins and she loves, she loves life and you're going to love her. So welcome and thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Louise. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly, for inviting me. I get to be part of a new tribe. So excited. Yay. And she's going to be with us at the Bioregulatory Medicine Institute, which when we're recording this is happening next week. And I'm so excited that we're going to have that time together and incorporate her into our tribe a little bit more and, and as we always do. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be more of a bioregulatory doctor than just a standard MD in your schooling and so forth. That's interesting because my journey started probably, I've been a, a pediatrician for over 28 years, and I initially was a conventional or allopathic pediatrician, but after 10 years, I, I, I noticed that there was a gap in, in my knowledge. I started to see kids who were on the spectrum, who were autistic, and they're coming to me for advice, and I didn't really have any good advice to give them except what I learned, which was, you know, go for speech, go for, have some OT, go for some ABA therapy. But other than that, I felt like I, these kids were stuck. So I started diving into, I guess people now call it alternative medicine. I call it integrative medicine. I'm actually double boarded in integrative medicine. And I've been practicing that for over 15 years. So I do a lot of what they call functional medicine, looking at the root cause of the disease. And like Kelly said, I do see the sickest of the sick. For some reason, they find me. I don't know. I guess I'm grateful to the universe that I'm able to help them and, you know, 
have a new lens to look at, you know, that other people don't see, and that I'm able to connect the dots and see the bigger picture. So in that respect, yes, I am blessed. Uh, I do see well kids, but that's only maybe 20% of my practice. But my kids, my well kids stay well, you know, throughout all of this. And I practice a lot of immune resiliency. And I tell people don't live through fear. You know, you have to live through your heart and you got to live life and, you know, spread joy and be joyful in your life. And don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will come whether we like it or not. You got to just live today. So with that, I do also, um, I, I, so my background, I also teach clinical homeopathy. And I do that. Um, I, I teach um, other physicians, midwives, uh, nurse practitioners around the country, including Canada. So I've done that for probably over a decade as well. Uh, I incorporate a lot of IV therapies like ozone. You've probably heard about, all about that through, um, you know, Kelly's various fireside chats and podcasts. Uh, I do peptides. I do herbs. I do nutrition. I do acupuncture. We're energetic beings. I think we all need to practice self-care and acupuncture is one of those that puts our body back into balance. So I do so many modalities. Um, I mean, I don't know, where do I start? Well, it's it, one of the way, I wanna talk a little bit about peptides because that's one thing we've not really delved into here and I'd love to talk about that a little bit. But one of the things that one of my previous um, colleagues said that we're starting to try to get everybody to say is self-care over healthcare. Absolutely. What you just said is, you know, you have a lot of tools in your bucket that you get to use. Whatever the body needs is what you can um, incorporate. And we love that you also teach homeopathy to all sorts of practitioners. So they can, and that's through CEDH, which is the little symbol behind her. So we'll put links to those um, websites below for everybody who's interested. But please, if you're interested, you're a practitioner, a homeopath, a massage therapist, a nurse practitioner, a midwife, a medical doctor, a naturopath, a chiropractor, it's just another tool in your toolbox. And Dr. Ruiz is willing to teach. Is that a certification program through you? You can't get a certificate. It's not through me. CEDH stands for the Center for Education and Development of Homeopathy. And it's actually one of the oldest schools that started out in, um, in France. So ah, cool. Yeah, and there's, there's probably 10 of us teachers. There's only 10 teachers around the country. And we have different sites. Unfortunately, everything is Zoomed now. But we do have, you know, two sites here in California. We have Chicago, we have Florida, we have New York, we have Philly, we have Canada, we have Vancouver there, uh, Toronto, and I might be missing something else. So, uh, and that's a like a weekend class or a, a long. Well, yeah. So, so it, it is a commitment because it's literally it starts in November. So homeopathy is not easy. It should be a commitment. <laughs> it's not. It, but the, the beauty about the program is once you register and there's, I think, a discount going on now for $200, uh, you're, you're actually welcome to come back every year at no charge. And then if you wow. want to take the exam, and there's only a 50% pass rate, uh, you can take the exam at the end. But it's a commitment that you start in November and it's, it's uh, one weekend a month and it ends in June. So, it, so, but like I said, there's different teachers and everything in Zoom, so you get to see different styles and how we teach. And we even have, um, you know, if you don't get the lecture, because the first, you know, the first month or two is really the basics, because it's for your foundation. After that, we delve into pediatrics, OBGYN, dermatology and skin, joints, musculoskeletal, you know, psychiatric, anxiety, stuff like that. Uh, you actually get a one-on-one with the teacher at no cost. And it's just That's our time. Awesome. I mean, we're there to spread the word and tell people and you know to learn about it. So 
I might have to find a weekend a month to be able to make that happen. That sounds really fun. I mean, I've, you know, I've studied homeopathy for years, but I've never done a certification program because typically they're a four-year commitment. You know, they're very extensive, but I, this sounds very clinically applied. It's and very clinical. Yeah. I love that. Wow. And literally the next day, like at your office, you could, you know, you could start practicing. I mean, it's not like it's classical. You have to get the history from birth or in the womb and you spend two hours and trying to figure that out. I mean, it doesn't, you know, unfortunately you only have X amount of time to spend. And since we're all energetic beings and a lot of the kids, it all works. If it didn't work, I would be practicing. I wouldn't be teaching. Right. I mean, my pediatrician here. She's not a pediatrician. She's an integrative holistic medical doctor who does see children and she's who we take our son to and she's a homeopath. So Mm -hmm. the only thing she's ever recommended throughout the years is like maybe four different homeopathics for Silas throughout the time. And it, you know, I love that, you know, you go and you get a well visit and she's like, well, any other complaints? And the first year I was like, yeah, he does nothing but give me a hard time. And you know, she did. She's like, you need to take this homeopathic. It's not for him. It's for you. And it's just a different way to look at the approach of the body and know that we are all energetic bodies and homeopathy is just information. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Really? I, mean, good. I did not know that before today, by the way, y'all that she taught this class. I had no idea. I asked her what the signal or the uh, insignia was behind her. And she's like, oh, that's just something I, I do. I'm like, well, that's a pretty huge thing. We need to talk about that. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, if you ever need help with your son, you know where to, I'm a quick text call away. You know that. Oh, you're going to meet him next week. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. He's with us. He's yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, excited. Yeah. Dr. Christine is bringing her daughter too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, really? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be so happy. Oh, yes. Surrounded by children. So um, what a great background you have and what an incredible practice you have. And, and I'm sure your entire clinic is full of happy people. That being said, let's dive into some of the cases. Like we know you see the sickest of the sickest. So can you give us a couple stories of some clients that came to you, some patients that came to what they were dealing with and maybe a little bit about what you did and how it unwind. We know everybody's individual. We know that there are new cases to alike. They can come in with the same symptoms and you can do very different things with them, but just give people a sense because we too see a lot of the sickest of the sickest. And I know when it comes to kids, people are a little more hesitant, if you will, to try something that's new because we aren't pediatricians. So I would love for them to dive into that. And I want everybody to know that Dr. Ruiz does work with people um, through Zoom. Of course, it's more beneficial for her to physically see the child. But if you need assistance um, in a long distance way, she's here to support you in all those ways. So Take it away, Dr. Louise. Absolutely. All right. So let's do something basic. Um, you know, I, I have, and this is a real story, of course, all my cases are real. And um, I actually, I just saw this kid as a follow-up yesterday and his name is Sam. Sam's four years old. So my intake history is kind of daunting. It's about 25 pages, but the more you fill in, the more information I get. And then I optimize your visit during the time we have together. So, and then I could start seeing a, getting a clearer picture. So what mom put in his intake history, Sam was four years old. He, she didn't tell me he was diagnosed with autism. She just said he had this weird rash that would be coming and going. He'll eat certain things and he'll have like hives and he just didn't look good. So she did the traditional route, which most people do, right? You have insurance, you wanna go traditional route. And she saw uh, all the specialists at a children's hospital here in Southern California at Radies, actually, at San Diego. She saw a dermatologist, she saw infectious disease, she saw allergy. 
Well, they couldn't figure out the rash and they said, well, maybe it's eczema, but it wasn't eczema. Maybe it's, uh, the allergist actually was brilliant. And he said, well, it could be something called mast cell. And she goes, okay, great. What do I do with it? She, he goes, I don't know. You go find a mast cell specialist. And she's like, well, what's that? He goes, I don't, well, I don't know, just Google. Uh, I can't really help you. So for some reason, my name came up. She Googled, you know, she's my patient now. So I'm looking through her history that she puts that she put together. And I was like, yes, this kid probably has something to do with the skin and mast cell, but something told me he was developmentally delayed. And there were other issues going on because he was having anxiety attacks. He was having some uh, OCD, was having some tics, was having sleep problems. So she comes in and I look at the kid. She didn't tell me, well, he's nonverbal, doesn't talk, but he actually took my hand. And mom was surprised because he does not like doctors. He took my hand and then he just sat there. And I said, does he do this at normal doctors? And he goes, no. He doesn't like doctors. He's been to so many doctors already. He does not like doctors. And I'm like, well, she goes, well, maybe he senses you're the one that's going to help him. I said, I don't know. But you know what? I'll do my best and let's try. So I said, I know you want me to address mast cell in the gut, right? Because everything starts in our gut. If our gut is leaky, well, guess what? Everything is going to show through our skin, through our brain. But looking at your history, it tells me that you have other deep-seated issues going on. Your, your son might have underlying inf infection inflammation. So what would you like me to do? She goes, well, I, I trust you. Go, and you've been doing this for a while. So go at what you think is gonna help me. So I look, so what I did was I started, you know, first we started doing the gut. And then um, in the meantime, when he came back, I said, let's go get some blood work because I think there's infection. I said, you know, this rash that he had, did it look like a bullseye rash? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, did, we lived in North Carolina and I'm in the military. And I said, okay. Uh, and we were, you know, he plays in the woods. You know, his, we thought his speech was delayed because his older brother who's only a year apart is also delayed. Uh, but now he's totally fine. And I said, okay. Um, so she answered all my questions. And for some reason, with his history taking, because you have to take a good history. I said, it's time that we look at uh, infection like Lyme, any intracellular infections. Well, lo and behold, test comes back. And I didn't use regular labs because regular labs are very self-limiting. They don't really give me the information. So um, the poor kid has does have Lyme. He has some Bartonella co-infections called Babesia. So I started, so I didn't even treat him yet. And interesting, what happened was he started speaking. He said his first words. So he actually came to the office yesterday. And this is only after maybe three months. And I just started giving him binders to help detox his body, started supporting his immune system. Remember, our foundation is always our gut, right? So that's why I started there. And the kid looked me in the eye. He has eye contact. He plays with kids now. He does not line things up. He is very, very social. He says, uh, I think one of his favorite shows is Paw Patrol. So he's saying three word sentences already. He can't even get into speech because of the pandemic. But on the other side, you know, he's doing speech absolute mom and he could repeat everything and he interacts with his brother. So when you look at him, the kid is like a four-year-old, you know, he's there, his spirit is there, his energy is there. And he's like a, you know, we just have to get his speech together. But I, like I said, I didn't even start giving him things to help his line. I just started detoxing his body. 
And draining out the toxins through the lymphatics, right? Because of course I got to stand as the lymph queen. Well, guess what? I have to, I, uh, you know, after we met, like all my patients, of course, a lot, you know, like I said, so many of my patients have chronic illness. Yeah. So when I start looking for lymphatics, you know, lymphatics are actually connected to what they call a hypercoagulable state. So if we have a hypercoagulable state, Unfortunately, we'll, a lot of us will have brain fog, we call it, or low brain perfusion. We can't get uh, uh, enough oxygen into our brain. And unfortunately, because we're exposed in this environment to a lot of toxicity from heavy metals, from uh, viruses, you know, even you know, something called herpes or Epstein-Barr virus that causes chronic fatigue, Lyme, toxins like mold, they live in a low perfusion state or what they call an oxygen depleted state. So if that happens, what, uh, we can't get nutrients into our brain. We can't get toxins out. Our limbs are going to be so congested. And I love what you're doing because every, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, every patient who I see, I ask for hypocoagulability, which that's always my thing. Yeah, I do it at the first intake, but at their clinical exam, I start looking for lymphatics. And I will practice with them. And they take pictures of me during the exam. I go, this is what you need to do. Literally five minutes every day, you know, put, and, you know, I said, you know, count to 30. So we've been doing it. You know, I do it on a daily basis. Like you brush your teeth. You can't do it in the morning, then do it at night before you go to sleep, right? right. And then, so I could, you know, toxins get stuck in our lymphatics. I could do all the work, but if toxins are still there, you got to move right? It's, yes, you could jump on a trampoline, you could, you know, ground and do everything you want, but you got to move those lymphatics. So, you know, Kelly was my mentor. And, you know, that little thing you did with us at that immersion program was fantastic because you know how many people I shared it with? And I give you upside out. I mean, we're here to help people. I mean, that's the bottom line. I, I, I appreciate that, Dr. Ruiz. And I just wanted to make the distinction for the audience that you don't just detoxify, you drain. But here is an incredible example. Like she said, she did not treat the Bartonella or the Babesia, which showed up in the test. All she treated was get this body to decoagulate, to take out some of that toxic load. And again, with the lymphatic drainage, it just is assisting the body to let go of the toxins. So then the terrain is different, right? And now the body can function better. I mean, what that mom, not having a verbal kid for four years and then having your kids speak, like I can't even imagine. Well, you know, she, they touched my heart because I said, well, maybe the reason why you're here. And she said, you know, California is great. She doesn't want to live here because it's so expensive, but she says, California is great because we have all these services. I said, well, maybe the reason why you're here in California is to recover your child. Once you recover him, you know, your husband's going to be somewhere else relocated. And you know what? If you need me, I'm around. And, you know, that's the best gift I could give kids, get them back to their health. And she didn't realize that, you know, we put labels. That's the problem in our society. You know, we put labels. If the kid is not within a neurotypical kid, is outside the box, well, you must be autistic, right? But we're not helping these kids because we're not saying, well, what's the root cause of your autism? Yeah, you can get OT, you get ABA, but what's causing your autism? Is there inflammation, right? Is, there, is your gut so leaky? Or you have a heavy metal toxicity? Until you find the root cause, you're not going to recover your child. So you could do all these modalities, and that's great because we have mainstream medicine to help us. We could use our insurance for that. But if we don't de you know, dive deep into the core, our kids are not going to recover, and we're here because... Our kids are our future, right? We're not going to be on this planet forever. Right. They're life lessons. You know, we have the knowledge. We just spread it. 
but in the future, I mean, we're not going to, you know, our kids are our future. Yeah. There's a couple songs about that, aren't there? <laughs> you don't want me to sing. This is good. Oh, I would, I'm, <laughs> sure you're amazing, I'm sure you're an amazing singer. I have a feeling. No, so, no. so that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. And I'm sure it was prevalent because you saw him yesterday it would be strict on my heart as well. So if you think of any stories, please share. But let's dive a minute into peptides because peptides is, again, something I've not really delved into me personally. Um, we deal with allergies on a vibrational level through allergy elimination technique and through our immune modulation, allergy and elimination technology. And we do a lot with the limbs. So we tend to see people's allergies kind of dissipate, but I know peptides can be used for so many things. So can you tell us about the BCP 157 and the oh, that's my favorite. and all of those? Well, there's so many peptides, but the problem is that I live in California. So the FDA put a ban on what is approved in California. So here in California, we could only get oral peptides and I could get a couple nasal peptides. So uh, you know, Kelly put out the BPC-157. It's a game changer for those who have SIBO. So if you guys don't know what SIBO is, SIBO stands for small intestinal bowel overgrowth. So we start having bacteria and um, we can have small bowel over, normally bacteria should ferment in, should not ferment in our small intestine. It should literally pass through our, our large intestine and then out our poop, right? So when we have small bowel, small intestinal bowel growth, we start having gas, we have bloating, we have fatigue, usually within 10 minutes to two hours after eating. Some foods we don't digest well. It could be like even the healthiest foods like cruciferous vegetables, like broccoli, kale, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower. We might say, hey, we love it, we like it, but we just can't digest it. Then you look at their history. Well, do they have any you know, um, gastrointestinal infections? Do they have like a bad food poisoning? Because that's usually a trigger to SIBO, multiple antibiotics. Do they have any manipulation in their gut, right? Do they have any surgeries, appendectomies, uh, prostate removal, what else? C-section, you know? So the thing is, those who have long standing, so I usually start with using herbs. I think herbs are great for small intestinal bowel overgrowth. But the thing is, if herbs, you know, don't work, there are other things like, especially long-standing. I mean, a lot of my my patients have long-standing SIBO, but then also you have to look what is the cause of your small intestinal bowel overgrowth, right? Do you have mold toxicity? And that's like a big thing with my patients. They don't tell me. I just kind of, you know, it involves, you know, I just try to ask questions and it just kind of comes out because they don't see the connection. I usually see the connection, right? So, um, so BPC-157 literally has been out, peptides have been out there since about 1950s. Orthopedics actually used BPC peptides for, um, you know, tendinitis and for joints. I use it for SIBO and I even used it personally. So I could tell you my personal um, uh, experience because I, during COVID, you know, lockdown last year, you know, still here, but we couldn't go out, we can go to the gym, right? And I love doing Pilates. I want to move on to exercise. Well, I felt like it was having all this gassiness and I was like, oh, and you know, a little bit of belly distension. I'm thinking, oh, maybe because I'm not working out. I'm not doing my core exercises, right? You know, I've been, you know, in person for at least, you know, five, six months. But then I realized my history. So when I was practicing as a uh, conventional pediatrician, unfortunately, the first uh, four years, I got really sick, especially, I used to live in the East Coast, we were neighbors, Kelly, I was in New Jersey, and uh, I used to get a lot of throat infections, so it starts here, my glands, I didn't know anything about lymphatics then, right, but right, right. lymphatics, right, 
So it starts in my glands and then it goes into my chest. And once it goes in my chest, I start crouping, like, like literally like a kid. I mean, what adult croups? I'm the one that croups, right? And then I need inhalers. I need oral steroids. So I, uh, unfortunately, I, was, uh, I always checked myself for strep. I was always strep negative, which was great. But then I always needed antibiotics. So literally, I was on a course of antibiotics every two weeks from September, because kids go back to school in September to April, because then it starts getting warmer the East Coast around April. So I was like that for four years until I got my tonsils out. But the thing is, so I have a history of chronic antibiotic use, but I didn't know any better. You know, that's what I was taught. That's what I used. Sure. Those are my tools. I didn't know about probiotics. I don't know. I didn't know anything about that. And, you know, we're talking, I was 38 when I got my tonsils out, right? So the thing is peptides. So I, I, I did herbals. I've been doing herbals forever. Didn't work. I even did rifaximin. Rifaximin, people, that was a drug. It okay. has an anti-inflammatory anti effect on the gut. It does not cause what they call C. diff and cause diarrhea, okay. but unfortunately it's very expensive. So a two-week course is $1,800. Holy if you do not have the diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea, and most people don't, I didn't have diarrhea. Right. Right. But you could outsource it. You can get it from, you know, other places, you know, outside the country. So, which is still, you know, the main drug. So I tried that for a month. It didn't work. So I said, you know, it's time to do peptides. I did peptides. I took BPC. I took 500 MCGs uh, twice a day. And I did it for literally two months. I'm totally fine. I'm got, it's, you know, gas is gone. I mean, you could do maintenance and do once, you know, once a month after. I have people who literally are on it for two months. They notice it's a game changer. They have things called esophagitis, uh, eosinophilic esophagitis. They have not just SIBO. Uh, you know, I have some of the, my, my kids who have pans pandas, my patients who have that, and they have all gut is issues. They're taking that. And they notice that when they get off of our trying to wean them off, that their gut's off. So they're in tune with their body and they know. So part of the point of this podcast is to teach people how their body really works and oh, absolutely. not everybody is a scientist. So let's break down what a peptide is because some people might not know what a peptide is. So, okay. So a peptide basically is a string of uh, amino acids. They're usually less than, than 20 amino acids that are strung together. They look like a pearl and a peptide is just one part of that. So and, and amino acids create protein and protein is the most common. Like if you're nothing else, you're protein, really, that's what your body's made up of. It's like the most prominent tissue in the body is a protein. It's not really a tissue, but it's the most prominent thing in the body is a protein and proteins are made up of amino acids and the amino acids are made up of peptides. Right. Correct. So just so everybody follows that track. So when you take, cause they, you know, one of the, one of the things that like, I, I'm not that smart sometimes. And so no, when, you're very learning, smart. Well, when I start learning about peptides, I'm like, oh my God, it's another three digit thing with numbers and you just have to remember them. Like how the hell are you supposed to remember all these peptides? Because I mean, honest to God, I don't really know where BCP 157 came from. It must, somebody must've said that one to me. I don't know any peptides. I could not tell you one peptide. I'm shocked that the one I came up with is one that you use. That's yeah. just being in the flow state. Is hey. But um, explain, uh, if you would, a little bit about like, there's different 
categories of peptides? Like how would they, how would, obviously they got to go to a practitioner, a doctor that knows peptides, but what are peptides good for? If not just SIBO or not just EOE, eosophagitis, which is right. an inflammation and all the other things that people do. Well, you know, I also use it for a lot of, you know, uh, brain inflammation. You know, you could use it also. There's other ones like c that you could use for patients who have problems with anxiety, attention, focus. I mean, there's so many, like I said, unfortunately I'm in California, so I'm pretty limited, which, you know, with the peptides I can use. And there's probably only maybe five compounding pharmacies that will make peptides that will ship to California. So I'm pretty limited with that too. So, I mean, there's so many different categories, you know, the patients that I see, like Kelly said, I see the sickest of the sick. So those are the ones that come to me and, you know, all the gut issues or all the neurological dysfunction. So those are the ones that, that I use. And uh, it's been a game changer in a lot of my patients. So it's kind of like they're deficient in a part of the key that unlocks all the doors and down the, down the pike. And so the peptide puts in the information, the peptide to allow the amino acid to be fully functioning, which is going to allow the body to create the protein, which is the communication of the body. Correct me where I'm wrong. Yeah, totally correct. And that's how it, you know, the body speaks to each other and we have this immune signaling pattern and that's uh, where everything picks up. So immune system stimulation is something that you've talked a lot about. And I love that because I feel like in the last year and a half of this pandemic, not a lot of people have talked about their immune system. They've talked about all sorts of other things, but not the immune system. So, and there really is no like, oh, there is your immune system right there. Although I would, I would venture that it's your lymphatic system, but that's just me. <laughs> but what, what, um, what are the things might you do for people with immune challenges, which I would guess all your chronic illness, chronic um, pain issues that you deal with, with all these chronic cases. Um, it's all about the immune system, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, the gut always, is part of it. Gut is a huge part of it. We got that. Well, you know, people don't realize that the foundation is really optimizing your lifestyle and your diet, right? So, I mean, basic ABCs, you know, pro-inflammatory foods, what are the two big pro-inflammatory foods? You know what, what's, what are they? Gluten and dairy. Exactly. So if you can start, you know, decreasing or getting rid of gluten and dairy. And I'm not saying gluten-free products are, are so clean because they have so many fillers as well. But we know that unfortunately, a lot of the gluten, you know, wheat, you know, barley is loaded with pesticides like glyphosate, which literally poisons our mitochondria. Our mitochondria is our energy of the cell. When our energy of the cell is poisoned, what happens? We get fatigued, we get tired, we can't you know, we have a hard time focusing, you know, to me, you know, uh, if our mitochondria is dysfunctional, I always ask, well, how do you feel between two and four in the afternoon? Is your child, you know, does he have enough energy or is he petering out? And he goes, oh, he wants to take a nap. Well, that tells me your mitochondria is affected. So what's affecting your mitochondria? It's usually some type of chronic illness. So you start with literally cleaning out the diet, right? Take out those sugary snacks, right? Uh, try to give them, you know, more healthy ones, try to put greens in their diet. If they don't like greens because of texture, the way they, they, they taste, well, put them in smoothies, you know, be creative. Um, you know, the other thing is our immune system can't differentiate between our emotional and physical stress. So we you need to realize that our psychological stress causes an increase of what they call pro-inflammatory cytokines like TNF-alpha, interleukin-6, and that's going to affect not only our gut or sleep. So people have sleep issues. Unfortunately, they have like a lot of gut overgrowth of bacteria. 
in their gut, you know, they're not going to sleep. I have a kid who sleeps, he should be living in Asia because he sleeps literally he at 11 a.m. Not oh. at 11 p.m., right, reversed, right? He should be in Asia and he'll be okay. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, you know, there's, he has a lot of chronic illness and inflammation. Yeah. So, you know, I always say inflammation, is, you know, fuels everything. You know, we need to practice also gratitude, you know, and a loving kindness. And remember, you know, we're, we're in this together. It's not a win-win for everybody. You know, we have more information, you know, we're on the internet now. Unfortunately, I don't have the time to be on it. So Kelly's doing it for me. Thanks, Kelly. She's spreading the word, but um, you know, we're all connected. And then, you, you know, the other thing is there are certain supplements that I like that target the immune system to help, um, you know, during this time of illness, you know, I don't, whether it's the pandemic or the flu or whatever, you know, right. zinc, zinc is great. Uh, you know, people, uh, glutathione, you know, if my favorite is, you know, make sure it's liposomal, which is a delivery system to get. Speaking my language, lady, it's my right? favorite molecule on the planet. Everybody knows Kelly loves some liposomal glutathione. Really? Oh, oh good. Love it. I took four squirts this morning before, like almost every day. And when I get a chance and I can get an IV uh, push from our medical doctor, oh, yes. glutathione, it's, it's like, it's like, I feel like superwoman, like for like a solid couple of weeks. I love, love, love it. Well, it's interesting. I also get, I also get my IV push for glutathione. I get two grams, maybe every three to four weeks when I feel like, oh, I need that little bit of extra energy, you know? Uh, so glutathione, so glutathione is like one of my go-tos, liposomal vitamin C, you know, our cells need vitamin C, you know? Um, uh, we need to fight inflammation, infection, vitamin D, I mean, we, it's not enough being in the sun. We got to be in the sun for six to eight hours. You know, our ozone layer is so, is so polluted. You know, I think everybody should be on vitamin, uh, on vitamin D. Um, what are you the need K to drive it into the cell. Oh, absolutely. And you need quercetin to drive zinc into the cell. So just be Correct. aware of that so that a lot of people are taking less quality vitamin D and zinc, and you're not going to get the same effectiveness. And we have... I'm sure Dr. Ruiz does as well. Plenty of resources for you mm -hmm. with there's discounts available for you because we want you to get the proper supplements. Don't waste your money on bad supplements that aren't effective. Exactly. Spend a little extra to get, you know, I know the liposomal glutathione and vitamin C. They're staples in my refrigerator. I use them every single day, pretty much. And, you know, they're expensive, but, you know, so is sick care, you know, health right. is a lot less expensive, but I, I want to unpack. If you have anything else you want to say about immune, go ahead. No, no, probiotics. I mean, the other thing is, you know, I don't want to talk about the pandemic because that's we're all we're, we're all surrounded by that. But it's interesting. There's a uh, colleague of mine, integrative doc, who's literally doing a study looking at the sickest people who are in the ICU and they might have a glutathione deficiency. But if you think about it, glutathione is your second messenger to vitamin D. So if you have a glutathione deficiency, you probably deficient in vitamin D. And K2, like you said, is so important, but K2 also helps with calcium absorption. We don't get enough calcium in our diets nowadays, right? Whether we're dairy-free or we choose, you know, to be uh, limited or things like that, but yeah. That's awesome. Um, one of the things you mentioned that's so key as a, and as a mom of only eight years and an older mom that already been doing wellness for many years and had her issues with orthorexia, getting our kids to eat food that's healthy when they don't eat. Like everybody wants macaroni and cheese. Well, one day Silas is going to figure out that brown rice pasta with nutritional yeast on it is not macaroni and cheese, but he loves it. 
right? It's a consistency. It's a texture thing for sure. But there are other ways to cheat around that, right? Like Ian will make what, oh God, I can't remember what it is because I don't like it, but he loves it. Sauce loves it. It's a meat, uh, a, a ground meat, sloppy joe. Sloppy oh, Joe, but it's, it's Sloppy Joe hijacked. And I can't believe Ian's going to be so impressed that he gave one of his recipes out, but don't tell Silas that he takes the Vitamix and he um, basically pulverizes carrots and broccoli and zucchini and asparagus. Ooh, and good. so it's like this dry powder. And then he mixes in with the meat and then he cooks it up with the organic, wow. like, I don't know what he uses, mustard or I don't know. I don't know what the concoction is, but Silas loves it. And, yeah. and I do the smoothie. So Silas will have a smoothie and I'll have cauliflower rice and zucchini and beets and uh, a little blueberries and pea protein and uh, spinach and heavy cream and like all these little things that I know. Like when Silas sits down to eat a meal, he'll be like, oh, I ate my broccoli. And he'll be like, five crowns of broccoli and I'm like what that's not even right because you know and it, there's he's eight now so there's a lot more up till he was four I mean this kid ate everything now like last night he had uh salmon he'll eat salmon he loves salmon and I love that he loves salmon but don't get discouraged if you're a mom just keep putting new foods, find new ways. You know, I don't love to be deceptive with my child, but I also love to know that every couple times a week, he gets some deep nutrition in other ways. And yet it, we, we're, we, we became flexitarians. And I know as moms with, you know, chronic illness kids that have texture issues, mm -hmm. you know, it can be very daunting at times. You have a community here, reach out to us. You know, I'm thinking that maybe, Dr. Ruiz and maybe one of my colleagues would be willing to do like a, how do we keep our kids healthy and, and try new foods? Because that's one of my challenges is South is like, oh no, I don't like that. I'm like, well, you haven't tried to cook this way. Try it this way first, then decide. And, and you got to try something seven times before you know you like it. Absolutely. Like that's, that's the kind of thing we teach Silas. And he gets a, like last night, somebody else cooked for us. One of our uh, colleagues is here for a week and she's like, I want to make you guys dinner. I was like, I'm in. She's like, what do you eat? Anything you make us is what we're eating. I'm so excited. And she made uh, asparagus and I love asparagus. I like asparagus. South doesn't like asparagus, but guess who tried asparagus last night? Cause somebody else made it. Right. Right. Or the other thing is, you know, get, like you said, get your child involved in the kitchen, right? Or go to the grocery, let them start picking. I got like, listen, these are the healthy ones that I think your body needs. Well, why don't you pick? So they have some autonomy, right? And they don't think it's always you, you, you. Mom's always that's, telling me. That's a great idea. I've never done that. Here's a choice of these right. two things. Which one do you want to watch? We'll buy rather than the grocery store. I do that at home once the food's there, but I've not taken them to the store. That's great. That's great. And, you know, there's so much to help to keeping our kids healthy, but I will, I want to reiterate that mindset again with food. I was a stressed mom about making sure my food, my kid only ate exactly what he needed to. And so many of my colleagues have said, do you know how much stress you're putting on your kid at the dinner table, at the breakfast table, at the lunch table? And, and keep that in mind, like everything's in balance and, and you're, we're looking for progress, not progression, not perfection, progress, not perfection. And, and, take a deep breath and realize that any one meal is not going to make or break your kid's life. It's making exactly. progress. And when I look at how, and Ian says this to me all the time, you're, you know, I'm not as stressed as I used to be about it, but he's like, think about what your kid's eating. Then think about how you grow up. <laughs> oh, now yeah. I was not healthy 
I, I was very, I had a lot of allergies, a lot of asthma, blah, blah, blah. And I got healthy as I got into my twenties and started eating this way. But I've lived this way for so long that like when my kid was like, can I have Doritos? Because now he's going to school. I, I was like, oh, Doritos? I've never shown you what Doritos are. How do you know what Doritos are? But <laughs> I grew up on Doritos. I'll be honest with you. I didn't really eat vegetables until right. I got really married in my, in my late thirties. And it was my husband who changed me because we, you know, we did a lot of cooking together. And, you know, he's innovative in the kitchen. You got to come over. I mean, he just whips anything up and everything is fabulous and fantastic and gluten-free because that's, I'm gluten-free by choice. But uh, it's, it's like, okay, now I crave vegetables. But I'll be honest with you, we growing up, you know, I didn't, yeah, I was more of a, I guess I eat more protein and meat. Yeah, yeah. So I it just, yeah, that's awesome. And you, you are such a wealth of information, Dr. Ruiz. This has been so incredible. What? So I have one last question for you because we've taken so much of your time today. And no, so no. You know what? Information is good. Yeah. So, you know, the Beats podcast is uh-huh. um, from my heart to yours is, and to everybody who's listening, is really about helping people understand how their body works. And through okay. my 24 year course I, uh, of, of journey of maintaining and, and, and optimizing my wellness and health and helping others do the same. I've learned a lot of secrets, right? And that's what this podcast is about is getting people to hear my tribe, meet these incredible doctors, practitioners, scientists that I get to call my friends and colleagues and find out what their secret is. So let's say you have a microphone, you get to tell all 7.6 billion people on the planet what the secret is that you've learned, whether this is you know, uh, physical, emotional, vibrational, whatever doesn't have to do with professionalism, just the secret because Dr. Ruiz, isn't that a a book, the secret? (laughs) Yeah. Don't get me started on the secret, but you know, when I met you, you have, and, and I didn't know you were a pediatrician the first minute I met you, but I remember being, when I walked in that night late from the plane and everybody was sitting in that room at Dr. Christine's office, I was drawn to you because you have this childlike energy. I do. I do. That's just so gleaming. Like it just emanates out of her body. And I was, had the opportunity to do a sound of soul with Dr. Ruiz and it was beautiful. And as is she, because she is who she is. And if everybody walked around this planet is happy and healthy and bouncing like the little fairy dust that she sprinkles all over the world <laughs> was, we would not need sick care and we would have self-care over healthcare. And I would love to know what your secret is. You're, uh, if you're not watching this on video, you need to go watch this on video. She's one of the most beautiful, not only in physical attractiveness, but of course, cause she's absolutely beautiful, Aww. but she has the most beautiful energy. And if we all could have that, what is your secret? Well, I always tell my patients, so, and myself, and this is what I do every day. You know, in the morning I quiet my mind and I ground myself because if I'm not grounded, how am I supposed to take on the energy of other people, right? And help them. So I always say, take time to reclaim your health rebalance your mind, body, and spirit, and practice self-care. And everything starts with self. I don't know. Is that that's, a secret? <laughs> that's beautiful. Hey, it's your secret. And I, we, we appreciate you sharing that secret, you know, 
and reclaiming your health, take time to reclaim your health. That's beautiful. And, you know, it, it reminds me of that. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something like, if you don't take time now for your health, you're going to have nothing but time to find the way to heal it. Right. It's something along that line, but like you, health is the most valuable thing we have. And when you have it, we often take it for granted. And when we don't have it, you're monofocused. All these clients that travel far and wide to come see you, Dr. Ruiz, they just want health because that doesn't matter what it costs. It doesn't matter where they have to go to get it because they don't have a life without health. Absolutely. And you embody living and health and vibrancy. And it's because you take the time to reclaim your health. It's not a work. It's not practice. It's time to reclaim her health. So thank you so much, truly from our heart to all of yours. We really thank you for your time and your energy today. And if you want to reach you, if you want to reach I'm so glad that I'm part of your tribe. Yay. We're so glad you're part of our tribe. And if you need to reach out to Dr. Ruiz, we will give you her email and her websites here in the show notes. And thank you all for listening and sharing this where you feel it's appropriate. We really appreciate all the time that you all give us every week to listen to this podcast and to share the knowledge and the power of how to heal your body from the inside out. Thank you so much. And thank you, Kelly, for doing the work that you do and uh, honoring your spirit and your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us and spending your time here with us at The Beats with your host, Kelly Kennedy. And I know today more than ever before, you now know better how your body works. And at the very least, we hope we've helped you raise some questions and help you continue to investigate. We are here to help you naturally optimize a better version and vision of yourself on every single level. And after today, you can better engage your innate intelligence and allow for proper regulation and proper regeneration. Make sure to subscribe to never meet, miss a beat again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or professional advice and care by your doctor or other qualified medical professionals. This podcast is created with the intention to provide information and education. This podcast is created with the understanding that it does not constitute professional advice or medical services. If you are looking for help in your journey and seek a qualified medical practitioner, or if you're looking for a biological, not meds practitioner, we can help you. Someone who's trained and a licensed health coach and someone that can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health. That's what not meds mission is about. I hope you have enjoyed listening again to this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you do, please feel free to share it with your friends, your colleagues, uh, for the tips of living the biological foundational life and living in the flow. And if you have been listening and love the show, please do leave comments. We love reading your comments. We really do. And you can subscribe to us wherever you hear your podcast. Thank you so much from our heart to yours. Mm-hmm.